Living in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, Tengu, and Gundam like Yo, can't believe I finally made it, my two re-celebrated Golden week, hold it down with my cho it's Manga Sensei. What's up? So today is my my fun day kind of a podcast. Every Sunday I kind of sit down, I talk about things that I care about, I talk about Japanese culture, I talk a little bit about um, my perspectives on some things happening in Japan, and today I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Japanese thought patterns. I recently did an interview, it's one I can't quite say who it is yet, it's about a month out from happening, um, coming out on the podcast, talking about um, things you do in your head when you're learning Japanese, almost head games, um, but there are some things some thought processes that I've noticed with language learners over time that really kind of thin the pack of people who get onto like advanced level Japanese. And a lot of these are exercises and a lot of these are attitudes that people have with Japanese. And I've kind of separated them out into almost a quadrant of thinking. There are the people who blame themselves for Japanese and there are the people that blame others. Now, when I'm using blame, I'm not using like, it's his fault or it's my fault that I'm so terrible. It's not blame. It's more responsibility for the language. And there's good sides and bad sides of both of these. Um, but both of them tend to do, people that do well also incorporate practices. So let me explain. So if you are someone who speaks some of the language or are trying to speak the language, and when you make a mistake, you feel like... Um, that was terrible. You feel kind of, I feel this. I feel like I want to go and fix it right away. And it's my, it's almost my fault. It's my mistake. I own the mistake. Um, that really ties into my personality as a person. I think I don't believe in lying to yourself, which is what I believe rationalizations are. Um, and this can be taken both ways. There's a positive way of, I made this mistake. I'm not gonna make this mistake again. And then I learn from it. And then there's the opposite side, which is where I think the crowd thins a little bit and people that think it's my fault and then they think I can't do this and that's a very dangerous method of like like method of operation I think when you study a language and are trying to speak a language you need to make mistakes I've said ad nauseum on this podcast but you also need to be able to kind of take the learning and not allow yourself to get pressed with it. There will be hard moments, and I have a whole podcast where I spoke very much from the heart, and I don't want to go into it again called What They Don't Tell You About Learning Japanese. Um, very, very hard podcast for me to make, and I think people should go listen to it if they want to learn more about that. But then there are the people who think, I can do this, I can do it. And there's a positive and a negative outlook on it. Then there are people who almost blame it on others. They, I learned it differently. Um, I would have... So they, I can say it a different way. They, why are they saying it this way? They put it on the outside of them. I think this is very dangerous. I think this is very bad. You want to speak Japanese like Japanese speakers do. That's why I don't ever claim on this podcast to teach you Japanese in a way that's, um, how should I say, I don't try to teach you native conversation as, and I don't try to teach, I, I don't claim to be a native myself, therefore I'm not going to teach you native, native conversation. I'm going to teach you native grammar points, and my my comic on my website is written by a native speaker and has how natives use the grammar, but the use of the grammar, I think, is what gets you really close, as close as you can be, so that's why I teach it the way I do. Another thing I noticed is the thought process that both, whether you're a kind of person who puts it on someone else, now you can use that in a positive way. If you say, um, that's their fault, 
I will get better. They, they caught me in my Japanese. I will get better. I will prove them wrong. That's completely fine. Now, Kemushi-chan off of um, YouTube, that's how she sees things. She sees it as like a competition. So um, in a way, I don't think she's trying to beat Nima down, but she's just trying to improve herself that way. So I think that's a good way of viewing it. So whether you view it on the outside or whether you view it on the inside of yourself, it's good to make sure that you can overcome it and be optimistic about it. However, there also are thought patterns that I find to be very useful. For example, people that are constantly thinking through how would X person say this. Um, for example, I have people whose Japanese I really, really like. And so I will take and I'll shadow their Japanese and I'll practice saying Japanese like they speak Japanese because I want to speak like this native speaker and I want to improve my Japanese and I like how they, it's just very lovely Japanese. If I listen to a lot of entrepreneurs and I try to speak like they do. Um, other people find actors or actresses that they really enjoy listening to whose Japanese they think is particularly attractive or how they would like to speak and they do that. So thinking how a native would say it. And the other one that I find extremely useful, and it's luckily one of the few things that I have been able to constantly do. I guess it's two things. One of them is when I see something, I'm always thinking to myself, one, how do you say that in Japanese? And two, say and use, mind you, say and use that in Japanese. And two, do I need to know that? So, I think the idea of being fluent is extremely difficult to kind of pin down. You'll never be perfect at the language unless you do it for a hundred years, and even then there's something you won't know. That's what it is. However, you can develop the habit of thinking, what is that? How do I say longboard? I have one in front of me, I look up the word. That's one step. However, how do you use that right is more important. How do I say to ride a longboard? Is it noru or is it hashiru? How do you use that verb there? And here's the important part. Do I need to know how to say that? Am I ever going to have a conversation? And is my level appropriate to have to learn that word or phrase so that my Japanese can get better? Often people learn a lot of garbage words. When I was serving a mission in Japan for the LDS Church, one of the things I did to help other missionaries learn the language, as was my responsibility, was to help them narrow down the words that they were trying to intubate their little minds with. So they would try to learn X words, and I would say, hey, you don't need that. Hey, you need this. I had a kid who came in. Uh, sorry if you know who you are. I just thought it was a good story. Is This kid came to me, and he's like, I learned the word for flying squirrel. I'm like, why in tarnation do you need to know the word for flying squirrel? You don't. How do you say light switch? How do you say carpet? How do you say door? How do you say whatever you need to say. If you have a job where you have to um, talk about financial transactions and you don't know how to say deposit, but you can say um, a move from Naruto, why are you learning that? Now, there are words that you can just learn for fun. I get it. That's exciting. However, you need to pick up the words that are important to you. And I think people that have good language acquisition skills are good at decipher or at least discerning what is a useful word and what is not a useful word. And even if it's not a useful word for now, knowing that they can put that off for later and will pick it up later when they need it. And then try to think how native would say it. So these are all skills that I think are extremely useful. How to think about Japanese is extremely important. And uh, I am running out of time, so I will sign off. Make sure to sign up on our website for a membership so you can now read our comic online. Share with your friends and family. Give us a five-star rating and a thumbs up if you can on whatever medium you're listening to. And remember, after 10,000 mistakes, you become fluent. So make mistakes. 
I'll see you tomorrow. Join it. Facts.